When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our flag means set is over, but we're just getting started, celebrating it here on Post Show Recaps. It's the 2022 In Review podcast series, where all month long, PSR is looking back one last time on some of the very best shows of the year. You can check out the full series by subscribing at postshowrecaps.com slash 2022 In Review. Polite Menace is my brand. I'm Sarah Carradine, podcasting from unceded Gadigal land. And today we're talking about Our Flag Means Death, the impact it had on television in 2022, Uh, and so much more. More of the so much more than the impact, but we'll find out. We need to talk it through as a crew. They know the teeth don't go back in. Yes, it's Brooklyn said. Hey, said. I was going to say, uh, impolite menace is my brand. Uh, <laughs> I'm very excited to be back with our favorite pirates and my favorite crew to talk about it with uh, here at the end of the year because the show ended so long ago at this point. Yes, but oh, what a fast rewatch it was! I thought, oh, we'll rewatch the whole season. Mm, done. It was brilliant. I could do it again. She drifted by late last night. 
It's Grace Leader. How are you, Grace? <laughs> Good. Ahoy. I'm back. We're back. <laughs> We're on the, what is the ship's name? Gosh, I forget. The Revenge. The Revenge. On the Revenge. Yeah. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. How long ago did we watch this the first time? I was just looking it up. Uh, it ended in March 24th was, was when the last episodes dropped. Uh, absolutely wild. And the thing that I remember most is then they made us wait two and a half months yeah. until the start of Pride to say, happy Pride, you get a second season. And I was like, mm-hmm. the better Pride gift would have been to not make me wait two months to know I'm getting a second <laughs> season of one of the best shows I've ever seen. And wear out my retweet finger, retweeting every, <laughs> everything that David Jenkins said. Hashtag S-T-T. renew our flag means death. Yeah. yeah. Are you still doing that? No. I don't think we have to. Is the beautiful For season three. I'm just. Did we ever have to? Let's go. Let's go. Yes. 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 We're talking about the impact that this show had in greater society. I think renew our flag means death or our flag means death Mm. was trending on Twitter like every day until it was renewed. And then, you know, in some aftermath after that, like that's how popular and beloved it was by the people that watched it. And the people that were in it. I mean, if you followed any of the people that were in it, they were such huge fans of the show that they were retweeting each other and being thrilled to photograph each other together and, finding cups with oranges on them and then they sell out at Target because Vico Ortiz <laughs> buys it. Uh, it was quite, that I think to me that was the, that's why it feels like we have never left it. And they've moved straight into very teasing photographs on Twitter uh, as they are now filming season two. Before we start talking about Our Flag Means Death, which um, too late because we already have, <laughs> We want to let you know that Post Show Recaps has an audience survey running all month to learn more about you. Yes, you, 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 the person listening, what you're watching, what you're listening to other than us, and what you want to see more of on the podcast in 2023. So the network's wide open. You've got to throw your grappling hooks over the side and Mm -hmm. tell us what you want. Head over to postshowrecaps.com slash survey 2022 to weigh in and help us make the podcast the best it can possibly be heading into the new year. That's postshowrecaps.com slash survey 2022. All right, Avast and Belay, let's get into it. Our Flag Means Death is a 10-part series on HBO in the US and Binge in Australia. It tells the pirating adventures of Steed Bonnet as he learns the ways of the sea and meets the most fearsome pirate of them all, Blackbeard, who he learns to call Ed. Is that a fair description, Grace? Mm. Yeah, very fair. Yeah, it's perfect. Oh, thank you very much. I wrote it myself. Mm-hmm. The, our flag means death. You wrote the show? No, da- <laughs> oh. no, no, no. Oh. Show creator David Jenkins oh. uh, worked with some amazing writers and directors, uh, including Taika Waititi. Bert and Bertie, who did two episodes back-to-back, Nacho Vigalondo, who did three, and Fernando Frias and Andrew DeYoung, who did one each. So drawing from a very interesting pool of writers and directors, uh, and when, as we did episode by episode, we looked up their IMDb's, they were working not on blockbusters, not that there's anything wrong with blockbusters, but like really interesting uh, projects. And not blockbuster, the Netflix show that apparently wasn't very good. Apparently not. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. 
Zed, get us started. What we thought we were getting versus what we got. Uh, I signed up for a pirate show with Taika Waititi, mm-hmm. and we got that. Eventually. Um, eventually, <laughs> yeah, it's true. We did not see Blackbeard for the first two and a half, three episodes of this show. Even though that was that was the majority of what I knew coming into it was Taika Waititi was playing Blackbeard. This was a show about pirates. I was all in just based on those two facts alone. What we didn't know was that it was going to be one of the gayest things that has ever been on television. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was lauded for its portrayals of so many different kinds of representation of genders and races and relationships and all of these different things. And so now people come into it excited for all of that. But it was kind of a joy to get to discover that that was what was happening in real time. Because uh, we're so familiar with being queer baited on these shows. And then it was like, oh, oh, this is happening. This is, they're going to do the thing. They're going to do all of the things. One of my favorite tweets I remember was somebody saying, you're ruining all of our fan fiction because you're yeah. just putting it on the screen. Yeah. Yes. What are we Brilliant. supposed to write about? <laughs> yes. um, what a great problem to have. Grace, that first time when Jim is discovered to have a false beard and a false nose mm-hmm. and this this ruffian pirate crew smoothly and immediately starts using the pronoun they. How did that feel? Yeah. Oh, it's uh, amazing. The show, yeah, I think to to Zed's point, like it, it was incredibly queer, but it also, you know, had trans characters and, and, and different, you know, there's a, there's a thing that happened in 2022. It's one of my favorite things. I think if I, I, I talked to Josh about, we, we kicked off the year in review and I said, you know, there's a lot of fantasy TV this year. That feels really big. Um, I didn't say this at the time, but the other thing that happened was just like surprisingly gay shows happen which um there's two uh, uh there's also a league of their own and the thing i think we knew that there'd be lgbtq content in a league of their own because they said as much but the thing about the show is you keep watching and you're like oh they're, oh they're also gay oh oh they're gay oh oh they're gay oh they're gay uh like it just keeps happening and that kind of happened in this show too of like oh oh more representation oh more representation oh yeah c- keep giving it to me um including the wonderful jim um, it's one of my favorite. We were in the poll. You can put in your favorite new character of 2022, and I uh, feel very bad that I forgot. I feel like I need to go back and amend my ballots to 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 vote for Jim. But the show, I think, yeah, just being a surprising delight. I think I know the other tweet that got a lot of attention is like, no, it's not a bromance. It's a romance uh, between mm-hmm. these two between these two men. It also does the thing that I love in TV, which is it's also very sad. Uh, this is very sad at times uh, because it's like making you laugh and then it just punches you in the gut. And you're like, oh, no, maybe stabs you in the gut is more apropos for the show. Yeah, so, it aims just right so that it doesn't hurt too much and you can right. survive. That's right. But you so, have been stabbed, as we, John, said yeah. of Jim. I'd like to get stabbed by them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what, are, what are the sort of cutest, salacious sexual things <laughs> A man has ever said. <laughs> yeah. So a wonderful LGBTQ show that I was not, ex- I was not expecting from the pirate show. Um, and it does some fun stuff with history as well, where it's like, yeah, who cares? If this is, is how, what happened or not? Who cares? This is the show you want. You came to watch this show. Who cares? Uh, so super fun. I'm very appreciative that this show is on our dreams. I love that we got to talk uh, with Vico uh, on the podcast and um, glad I got to talk to her with the two of you. One of the things I liked about the show, which I, I, really saw when I watched it, watched the whole, just binged the whole thing recently, was the sea is very wide. I don't know if you know this. Mm-hmm. The sea is very wide. Uh, but anybody 
in our flag means death can find anybody else anywhere on the sea. It's wonderful. You can get invited to a party and you just row there. Mm-hmm. You set off in a dinghy and you find whoever you're looking for. And I love the fantasy of that and the fact that the show just says, look, just accept, we're going to give you what the world is. And if you come with us, you're going to have a great time. And I certainly did have a great time. Were there any highlights from our chat with Vico? If people didn't know, we had the opportunity to speak with them after the show. They played gym and the generosity of them in their performance and in talking to us was one of the highlights of my year. Was there anything that was a highlight uh, for either of you? Just just getting to do it at all was so very exciting. You know, we caught them, I think, right right as like their stardom was like shooting into the stratosphere. Because this show gathered steam over time. Like the episodes mm-hmm. dropped over the course of like three or four weeks. They did the classic was... three, three, two, two drop schedule. Y- yeah, w- y- which clearly everyone is now emulating because mm-hmm. it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think once the whole season had dropped and people really got the picture of what the show was, then it it really took off. And all of the sudden, everybody knew who Vika was. And it's like, we got there. We were the cool people who knew who they were beforehand. Um, and they were so, you know, generous with their time and just so enthusiastic about talking about the show and about the character. Uh, and it was extremely meaningful for me as a non-binary person to get to hear somebody talk about doing that on what is such a major platform on a huge, huge network, on a big budget show uh, that became extremely popular was just really, really meaningful. I don't know if this came out in our interview or not, but seemingly how much Con O'Neill loves Vico is one of my favorite <laughs> things about this whole thing happening, that the two of them like got connected. That's just amazing. Uh, I believe Vico dressed up as Con O'Neill a few times. Yeah, Vico has been like cosplaying as Izzy. Yeah. That's so amazing. My favorite thing from that interview was the acknowledgement that representation goes so much more, like needs to go so much deeper than just casting one person in a show. Right. And assuming that your representation is there because Vico got to talk about what the writer's room of this show looks like. And if you're going to write a show that's this LGBTQ, you better make sure that you don't just have one LGBT writer. Um, and specifically that, that person is like just going to be like a white, you know, uh, queer person. Like, yeah, the, the, apparently the writer's room was was very diverse um, in terms of identity and then and the different forms of, of um, gender uh, and, and sexuality. So the fact that that, you know, came through as Vika was talking about, because I think we asked how much the role was sort of there and, and Vika auditioned for it or how much Vika got sort of to to put their spin on Jim. And it sounds like it was both, but also that Vico didn't have to do that much because the writer's room was so diverse. It's, it's my sort of memory of that conversation, which I think is hugely important, super good. I think it's why the show resonates certainly with our crew um, a lot. Right. Putting one gay man on the writing staff does not mean that you've covered the span of LGBTQ representation yeah. in your in your writer's rooms. And it is key to have that. I think this is what you're saying, Grace, not just on the screen, but also yeah. if, even more so, I think, 
behind the scenes so that those people who are enacting the roles are supported and taken care of and are working in a safe environment where they don't have to explain to the straight people or the white people or whoever that this is what my experience is like and you, you need wrote to this wrong that. Yeah, yeah you wrote this wrong essentially it's like what we're trying to fix yeah mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it, wonderful, and and the resonation throughout the whole cast of characters. It's not just oh well, we've covered queer with this one person, or we've covered queer with this one relationship, because there's the, uh, the you know the charming. I was going to call him Frenchie. That's not his name. The charming there is Lucius. A Frenchie. Oh, there, there is, is a Frenchie. Yeah, there's a Frenchie. The charming Lucius who decides uh, when mm-hmm. when we can talk about that when Izzy Hans uh, says to him oh you think you're cute and he says well no I don't but I've decided to carry myself as if I am uh-huh. and he's something of a, a a favorite with the crew he has a relationship with Black Pete that everybody just goes yeah that's just what they're doing uh, he draws Fang nude and Fang is just thrilled to be <laughs> drawn he's like charmed by it and as I said um, before we John saying oh I'd, I'd love them to stab me there's a resonation throughout and an acceptance I think what really struck me and I actually started crying uh, when we get to the scene where Jim returns to their home and meets mm. Nana the nun uh, Nana calls Jim by the name Jim was called by as a child is informed no I go by Jim and immediately not only uses Jim but uses they, them pronouns. And I, I was weeping at that, the simplicity of it. And then I also liked that Nana, the nun, also made a couple of, let's say, mistakes or slips of the tongue where uh, she called Jim by Jim's childhood name. And that was like a grace that that I felt very strongly in that, that uh, episode. And it seems to be now that that episode was such a turning point for all for all manner of reasons. The crew starts to break apart, slightly comes back together, but the whole theme is breaking apart. Uh, and at the end of the season, if you haven't watched it, this is a spoiler, <laughs> our two main characters, Steed and Blackbeard, called Ed, who have come together and confessed their love for each other, are uh, torn asunder. And that's how we leave them. Um, how do we feel about that being the through line of the season? This sort of jolly, funny, silly pirate show uh, becoming a heart-rending moment there, Zed? I think that uh, like more like adds weight to it, right? That it's not just easy. They make some things easy for us in that, just like you're saying, we don't have to spend 20 minutes talking about pronouns. We're just going to make that shift and it's going to be accepted. People are going to have all their various relationships and those are all just going to be accepted. But that doesn't mean that love itself is easy. Uh, And I think people can see themselves in this relationship in that way. And it's a great and infuriating cliffhanger to leave us on with these two guys that we've been rooting for this whole time to get together and to break apart and to come back together and to have a third man come in between them and to get over that and to still have more struggles along the way, you know, gives you something to look forward to coming, coming in the next season. 
Yeah, it's um, it's a cliffhanger that makes you mad for exactly the right reason, not the oh because my you God. care, yeah, yes, because you care and you're invested in their relationship together, and it's plausible why they break up. It doesn't feel like, uh, you know, when we're, wa- I think anytime I'm watching a show, I want to get lost in the show I'm watching. And I, it's very tough. Uh, again, uh, apologies to everybody, but I'm going to talk about the plight of the podcast or somebody who talks about TV. Like I joke with Ariel that every movie I'm in, I'm just sitting being like, Hmm, was that scene? How was that scene? Is that scene good? Was that a good scene? You know, is that acted well? You know, and it's like broken my brain a little bit. But the good shows are the ones where you your brain turns off in that way, and you get you it's, you feel real emotion as you're like, no, don't leave, Ed, come back, don't leave. What are you doing? Um, you know that that's uh, or I guess he abandons them, right? Am I misremembering, Sarah? You have to remind me what happened at the end of this at the end of the show. But uh, yes, yeah, I will. Yeah. But um, alas, uh, it's a it, it is. It's like uh, it it I I wasn't mad at it because I thought it was a bad ending. I was mad at it because I'm invested in these characters and I want them to be together. Yes, excellent. At the uh, towards the end, they've uh, the two main pirates, Steed and and Blackbeard, have taken an act of grace. Uh, Blackbeard agrees to do this so that Steed will not be killed. Right. Uh, they're sent to a naughty pirates home, home for naughty pirates. And they plan their escape. They're going to meet by the dinghy. Blackbeard's going to go and mug a guy to get a dinghy. They will meet at the dinghy. And as Steed makes his way there, he is confronted by the other badminton. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Who accuses him of of destroying everything that he touches. And uh, Admiral Chauncey Badminton trips and shoots himself dead. (laughs) And Uh Steed flashes back on all the ruin that he feels he has caused, uh, including that he has ruined Blackbeard because Jaunty says, you've taken the most fearsome pirate and turned him into a puppy dog. So Steed goes off home to solve at least one of his abandonments, uh, which is with his wife Mary, and Blackbeard waits and waits and waits till the sun rises uh, on the jetty and rows off into the sunrise and Yes, uh, the music helps as well. He returns to his fearsomeness. Uh, he pushes Lucius off the boat. He maroons the crew. Uh, he makes Izzy eat his own toe for fun. But our last view is him. Uh, he imprisons Jim, and we're very, very fearful for, for what is going to happen to Jim uh, in this circumstance. Uh, and he keeps uh, Frenchie because Frenchie can sew and he makes the broken-hearted mm. uh, flag. But the very last shot that we have of, of the great Taika Waititi as Ed is him curled up in the bay window of his captain's cabin uh, sobbing. Love you, bay window. Love you, bay window. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, having mentioned Mary, uh, let's talk about Mary. She was a great surprise to me, The her journey, shall we say, through the season. Uh, well, and that we even got to see her as much as we did, right? Because in a traditional, a more traditional show, it could be, okay, you see her in the first episode and then Steed goes off to have his adventure and la la la, we forget about the family back home rather than this woman getting to live her independent life and, you know, them having a, a sort of like an open marriage, essentially, and her being totally comfortable with 
Steed falling in love with a man and Steed and the and the new guy like become friends right he's like a painter and they're all happy and the family is all okay and she's like you need to go do this and I'm happy living my life um so we're good they fake his death Uh, don't they she's great yes Yes, a piano falls on him well he gets he gets mauled by a leopard a coach runs over him and then the piano falls on him yes classic well well, it's a fuckery because it's a dead body that uh was lent to them by one of the other circle of widows yes wonderful circle of widows that mary has found and how much freedom they all feel her dress her hair the way she speaks all changes um completely and i I didn't know that we'd see again another surprise. I didn't know we were going to see Mary again. And when we do, she's not the, you know, grieving widow, you know, wanly looking out a window. She's this vigorous, uh, fulfilled, um, sexually and otherwise, woman who is painting and the children are really happy and their daughter's running around in trousers as well. And it's a very happy life without Steed, which, uh, of course, drives the drives the action forward. Grace, the home life here. Well, one of the things I was going to say is I, I do think this idea about how that, that Mary is a surprise and that we very much appreciate Mary's story in this in this show is just a testament to how well written the show is because I know that there was a little bit of, I think, in our recap, if we had um, one critique, it was like sometimes the show was very Steed and Ed focused. But I do think like, you know, I didn't go back and rewatch it, but in my, uh, and I, I feel like this is, maybe we're just mostly upset about a lack of Jim near the end. The Jim has a story that's very much wrapped up in the, in, in the middle ish of the season. And there's not much towards the end. Although I guess there is some stuff with uh, Spanish Jackie. Yes. They go to right, Spanish right. Jackie. Right. So there is some and stuff. Instead of killing each other, they, they have a drink and figure it, figure, figure everything but out. There were yes. like two, at least two episodes where there just was like no gym at yes. all. And that was yes. outrageous. Yes. <laughs> so, but one of the things I, I I'm say is that like in my sort of retrospect, although I'm thinking like maybe not completely, but the show did a pretty good job of giving most of the crew like something that's more than, you know, you only have 10 episodes because a lot of shows that would would have been like this were like, I'm thinking of the office where you have this huge background crew uh, uh, like supporting cast who are the members of the office but like yeah you have 24 episodes in a season you can really flush them out i think for having 10 episodes this show does a really good job of giving us a lot of stuff with not only seeds crew also ed's crew also every once in a while we get a third party person thrown in uh, uh, um like uh the uh, calico jack shows up right um we also have uh spanish jackie and geraldo at the th- right so there's just like a lot of characters that they're actually servicing that like yeah if we went back individually i think one of the things where our critique is is that like because we got really good like we got to know people then we're like upset when they're not there um and so overall the show did a pretty good job of like servicing a lot of the characters on the show not just steed and ed who i think are certainly the main characters of this show and if you think it's 10 episodes of 30 minutes each right how how rich that world is and how we know we know the people you know, we feel like we know them so well. Right. So there was a huge viewer response. There was, as we say, the campaign for the second season. Perhaps there was always going to be a second season and this was just a way to drive interest. But I kind of doubt it because people were loving it anyway. So let's do a few predictions for season two. My number one question is, is Lucius dead? 
I hope not. And that's like not a real answer. <laughs> you know, that's just a that's a hope. I'm trying to think if anyone we are invested in and care about we saw die on the show. Because like one of Jackie's husbands, we was shot dead, right? But that Carrelda, guy, we don't. Yes. Yeah, we don't care about him that much. Yes, yes, and he was one of the uh, one of the murderers of Jim's family. Right. So he got what he deserved. Both know. badmintons. I, both badmintons yeah, died. Yeah. Sure. I I think in another show, I think the one that doesn't that is not so like this. Almost the show definitely. Again, I think that it's it's so funny, and then can punch you in the gut. And I, and I do think like on most shows, I would be like. Lucia should be dead. You killed off your character. You got to like stick to that. This feels so sort of the, the, the thing that you were saying, there's a fantasy element to it, almost like a cartoonish element. And I don't mean that disparagingly. I mean that very much as a compliment that like, yeah, you row your boat. Like Calico Jack rows his boat to like find the ship, you know, and he just shows up like, Hey, what's up? You know, I think that that like works. He shows up that, like, for whippies. Yeah. Whippies. That Lucius falls off the ship but actually gets saved by like a school of fish and it, like right like, you know like ends up on the beach and he like cough the opening in season two is like him coughing up water like i'm totally fine with that in this show because those are the stakes that this show has sort yeah. of given me yeah there are there are emotional stakes for sure but i think for as much as it is a pirate show with swords and guns there is not a lot of life and death stakes in the story that's being okay. told here. And that's okay. Not every show has to have like Game of Thrones level someone's dying all the time. It, it would be okay if we just watched some people like have a good life on the ocean. People are being stabbed and hung and shot, but you don't necessarily die from that, which I like. I mean, yes, Steed sets off from, from Dover, in his dinghy <laughs> and he finds the yeah. tiny the yeah. size of my apartment deserted island that the crew's been left right. on right. thinking that they were going to do a a talent show so you if that if this world can do that then this world can bring lucius back but i also think lucius being dead also fits with the show and the emotional investment we had with this man and him finding his own glamour and finding his own kindness and being the one that helps uh, both Steed and Ed through their heartbreak and being the one that that is able to, you know, talk them through emotion uh, and how much we loved him. So it's both right. It's right that he's both dead and not dead. He's Schrodinger's Lucius at the moment. I wouldn't mind uh, if it was a running bit on the show that every time the character dies, they show up as their twin. Their twins. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so yes. we get Nigel Bamington and then we get Chauncey Benjamin. It's just like, yeah, Frederick Springs is Lucius's brother or whatever. You know, he mm -hmm. just shows up and he's like, what? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm back. Yes. I'm here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say the other thing, too, that kind of makes me lean towards him not being dead is a lot of the way that the crew is presented to us is almost like a preschool class. True. You know, they sit down and have their story time and they talk it through as a crew. They have their little rhymes for like how they know to like do things nicely. And, and you don't kill a preschooler on your TV <laughs> show. Um, you might so cut just, their finger off, but you uh, might cut yes, their finger don't. off. Mm -hmm. um, but I think there is a level of innocence to um, to Steed's crew that that affords them some some plot armor. I think Nathan Vote is um, uh, work executive produced created um, his own show, which I don't think 
th- th- means he's not going to be on this show. Um, but I'm also just happy that he uh, he's a comedy writer, um, but he got to, I think he'd only been in one show before this, Bloods, and then has created this show. I guess the other thing, too, is if he's like not wants to be, I guess he, I think he does maybe have a role in his TV show, but he's not the main character of his TV show. So um, Newark, I, Newark, Newark, Newark. Yeah. Uh, it's about like uh, Morgana Robinson, who's on Taskmaster. Uh, yes, that is uh, the main character dealing with the divorce, and then the son has just come out. I think, yeah. So, oh right, yeah. a British Newark, not a New Jersey yeah. Newark. For, uh, <laughs> for those of us who Newark. live very close to Newark and don't Newark, want to show yes. about Newark, yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Anyway, I don't think that preludes Nathan Fode from coming back on the show. I think very likely. I think he has. He had a pretty big Twitter presence. One of the more like active um, cast members for sure. Um, so I could see that sort of being like he's a big advocate for the show. I think so. Yeah. And any other predictions for season two? Mm. Well, they'll get back together. They have to. <laughs> <laughs> your face. Your uh, face when you said that. I'd be excited <laughs> for some of the other folks sort of in this sphere who could show up. Um, was Jermaine Clements in the season at all in the rewatching? Did he show up at all? I feel like no, he, he, Gus Khan was there. Him uh, being a, a pirate Ivan. certainly mm. has money written all over it um so excited to see how they they intermingle some more guests because they did a really good job of guest stars and kristen shaw and nick kroll fred armiston um will arnett this last season so yeah yes uh, i i want more spanish jackie that's for sure mm-hmm. i would she- love to see jim and spanish jackie get together and do something Ooh. i don't know what it would be but it would be awesome mm-hmm. agreed yes i i think that Here's my prediction. They will get back together, but it will take, if not the whole season, no. most of the season. They they already did it to us once. I, I, I'm i honestly happy with whatever comes. I will be eating it up with a spoon, and I hope that I'm talking to the both of you about it when that happens. Yeah, Wasn't absolutely. it with Alawande? Isn't there an Alawande? There's an Alawande gym thing too, though, right? So I feel like yes. that. Um, yeah, they yeah. are in some they, kind of relationship. They were found by Lucius nude yeah. in bed. So yeah, there's definitely, uh, and then and then they've been parted as well. So all the not that people are... can't be uh, pansexual as well. So I just was well, like, to throw that <laughs> well, but this is this is yeah. what Lucius says. Well, there, we don't own each other, Sister Izzy, yeah. who's trying to out him to Black Pete that he was drawing uh, Fang nude. He said, "Well, we don't right. own each other. You know, right. we we do whatever." But. All the couples are split. Alawande's on the deserted island. Jim is under lock and key on the revenge. Uh, as we've said, Steed and Ed are apart. And Lucius and Black Pete are apart because Lucius mm. is in Davy Jones' locker, potentially. And Black Pete is on the deserted island. So, yes. And uh, Button's uh, seagull died. So. Yes, Carl. Carl died. <laughs> yeah, Carl, Carl died, but uh, but Chloe gave uh, gave the eye, gave Calico Jack the eye, and uh, <laughs> Calico Jack died. All right, we're off for a clap of thunder, and we'll be right back. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right. We were just being invigorated by the feel of silk against our skin. We're Mm -hmm. back now. Let's do some superlatives. Grace, your most valuable player of the entire season hmm this is tricky because i think there's two i well i think actually for us there's probably three front runners which is our two main characters and jim not to not to spoil <laughs> everything um jim probably is my biggest surprise of all of tv this year just not knowing that Vico ortiz was going to totally changed my world (laughs) yeah i think i said to you this uh it was i sent you their picture it was like i don't know if i want to be with them or be them (laughs) the perpetual trans and or queer dilemma Mm -hmm. do i want to be them do i want to be with them all of the above (laughs) yeah i might have to give it to steed bonnet though too just like the really the heart i think of the of the show um so that's where my vote might go this is i don't know my answer yet but this is where i'm floating between these two answers i think between jim and steed Mm -hmm. gosh i mean though all three of them it's like so hard to say yeah uh and I, I imagine outside of our podcast, Jim is probably not in contention, but, you know, that's why our podcast is special. Yeah. Uh, it's e- it's easy to make the argument for Blackbeard or for Steed, given that they are both such driving forces. I almost feel like you can't give it to Blackbeard because he doesn't show up for that's so, so long. I love um, when we were like, we're watching the show with Taika. <laughs> like, I guess yeah, not. I think we had to do our first <laughs> podcast episode and we were like, oh, we saw his silhouette. Yeah, I think at the end of episode three, you see his silhouette. Yeah. Uh, so I'm in agreement with you, Grace. I think it's between Blackbeard and Jim. And I am tempted to give it to Jim just because 
I've never seen a character like that on TV. Yeah, that's fair. They arrived fully realized was what was yeah. wonderful. They didn't have to discover themselves. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. yeah. I, for me, Ed, his name is mm-hmm. Ed. It's mm-hmm. it's Blackbeard for me. The, I mean, the performance by Taika Waititi is, you know, as spectacular as you would think it would be. Uh, not that, uh, you know, Reese Darby is, is no slouch. But for me, the distance that Blackbeard travels emotionally and in himself, sure. and I loved that idea of he opens himself up emotionally, which generally in fictional television and film is a good thing, but for this man it's it's a bad thing that he he feels somewhat that he loses it, although he finds steed, but who is he without steed? So he's been broken down by the emotion and the idea would be that he would be built back up by their relationship or would find himself in their relationship but as far as he knows steed abandons him so he there's this extraordinary the last the the last episode where he he goes into he's crying he's writing terrible lyrics he's singing songs mm-hmm. and then he turns and he puts his black back on and he smears charcoal all over his face and he cuts off a toe but he's still crying. Oh, yeah. I love the all the changes Classic that he has. Classic coping mechanisms. Classic coping. He takes the piece of red silk that his mother gave him, which we know from, from mm. his childhood, and he lets it fly. He's giving that away. Whereas although Steed learns things, he himself in himself, uh, I don't know changes as much. So for me, it's Ed. I'll vote Steed just so we all have a different answer. Yeah, right, there we I go. Know, we yes. got we got the the big we three. Got there. We got those other big three. Mm-hmm. All right, best crew member, Grace. Um, well, I haven't given a shout out to the Swede yet. I think I like buttons. I think buttons is just the perfect amount of weird. Uh, I also Frenchy cooking is gr- the whole crew is really great. I guess. Mm, uh, no, is it Ro- Roach is the one who cooks Frenchy? Roach, yeah. yes. Yeah, sorry, Samba. Uh, Sam, shoot. Shoot. Sam, yeah. shoot. He's I'll, very active on Twitter as well. I'll <laughs> go with, uh, I mean, there's all, Jim is also a member of the ship. I'll go with <laughs> um, I'll go with Oluwani. He's so sweet. So sweet. Guy. Oh, that was going to be oh, my sweet. answer too. That's yeah. yeah. is such a great advocate for Jim yeah. when Jim is mute at the start of the season and continues to be a great advocate for them when they go to see uh, their Nana. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it's Oluwande who's like, their name is Jim. Right. Uh, and it is so helpful to have someone else there to advocate for you so that you don't have to do that work yourself mm-hmm. um, when it may involve being particularly emotionally vulnerable to have someone for whom the stakes are not quite as high to be there as your support is so huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this like unexpected relationship that we get between Jim and Oluwande on the show. And does he come? Who runs the pyramid scheme in that the is all the one party? in Frenchie, right? Yes, because yeah. uh, the pyramid scheme. Yeah, that's really excellent. Yeah. Excellent. It's Frenchie's idea, but Alawande is the is the prince yeah. of Egypt. Yes, right. So good. Right. Yeah, Alawande yes. is definitely my pick. Yes, uh, Frenchie's Frenchie's very smart because in that pyramid scheme, when the uh, aristocrat is saying. Oh, you know, your Africans are much better behaved than my Africans. It looks like Alawanda would like to just kill him. Yeah. But instead, Frenchie is like, no, no, no. 
no, no, no. We destroy them another way, yeah. and then gives the money, and then gives the money away. So, uh, yes, yeah, so Allah one day for you. True. I'm going to say we, John. Uh, this is Christian uh, Nan. I love his sort of generosity and his uh, gentleness, but also when the crew have been invaded by the English, you can see about four people trying to bring him down, and he just he delights he delights me. So we, John, for me. Worst crew member. Can it be? Is it? Is it strictly Steed's crew? Yes, this is for the revenge. We'll do <laughs> the worst character off the revenge. Yes, okay. this is the worst crew member on the revenge. I don't want to give it to any of them. Even probably the word, probably Black Pete. But like, even yeah. Black Pete is like, you know, I don't know. Black yeah. Pete has his charms. All right, let's not. But it would have been Black Pete. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. We all Fair. begrudgingly agree. Yeah. Yes, right. yeah, okay. this is the yeah. most wonderful performance by Matthew Matt. And I have to say, in my mind, I remembered it being good. And on the rewatch, it is. It's so. What about Carl? So I mean, that's victim blame. He does die. Okay, Carl, that's mind. victim blaming. <laughs> <laughs> and Carl, Carl's well, very loyal. Yeah. Uh, let's do best character off the revenge. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's Spanish Jackie, and it's not it's Spanish close. Jackie, yeah. Spanish mm-hmm. Jackie with her wooden hand, which conceals a knife, who has 20 husbands, husbands 19, 18, again, counting. Mm-hmm. I'll <laughs> who... give a shout-out to Mary, though, but I yes. think it's Leslie. Oh, I think it's Spanish yeah. Jackie as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mary, Mary mm-hmm. was my was my other thought, but, but Spanish Jackie, I mean, she, she has to come back. She's 25. She's counseling Jim <laughs> not to let Geraldo, Geraldo dies, right? Fred Armisen's character dies, right? Is yes, that true? because Jim yeah. is holding Geraldo as a hostage, and Spencer Jackie, Jackie shoots, shoots him. him. Right? Yeah. That's hilarious. That's so. Good. And yeah. and then they then they fight, and then Spanish Jackie with Jim's knife at her throat says, "You know, there's another way to do this. Let's get some drinks." Beautiful. Right. Uh, honorable mention also, I think, to Kristen Johnston's character. Uh, who is the like most unabashed of the widows? Who's like, yeah, I can get you a dead guy, no problem. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really her unexplained enjoyed... eye patch. Where you? Yeah. Going? <laughs> enjoyed her appearance on the show. And her, she is the one that owns uh, the the leopard, who's a mm-hmm. sweetheart. Yes, sure, yes. of course. Yeah. Very good shout out. Mm-hmm. Now, worst character off the revenge. Where do we want to go here? Hands off Izzy hands because he's not the worst. <laughs> he just has a pirate. He has a code. Oh, yeah. I got a good one. King King George is uh, a monarch, and yeah, Australian. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Australian Andrew Sampson. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I think that's that makes sense. Yeah, I'm gonna go is with it... Calico Jack and his dick measuring. Yeah, mm. isn't some of the um. Which one of their parents is like awful between Steed and Mary? Who buys them? Who buys them uh, grapes? The gravestones? <laughs> yeah. Mary's that's parents. That's pretty bad, too. Yeah, that's pretty bad, I think. Yeah. Um, Steed, Steed's father sprays young uh, Steed with blood. This is, uh, in fact, uh, young, yeah. young Darby, whose name I have here, Theo Darby, playing his father as a young boy, which is very, it's a nice, it's a cute moment. They both have awful parents. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And the the French aristocrats are pretty mean as well. Um, and they're the ones where don't all their secrets get revealed? How they're awful yes. to each other? So they're, yeah, yes. they're all terrible. I might pick that the French aristocrats. Yeah. Terrible. The French. Mm-hmm. The French. Yeah. And <laughs> the then the, uh, the ship goes on fire. Yeah, yeah the right. ship the ship goes on fire. So I think they get. I think they get. Uh, they get their comeuppance. 
I had a I had a superlative which I called most piratey, and I'm going to give this to Mr. Buttons, the incredible Ewan Bremner, with his nude, yeah. uh, full moon bathing, mm-hmm. his pet gull <laughs> Carl, and the hex that he puts upon Calico Jack, which comes true, and also his fighting teeth, which he puts in <laughs> to mm-hmm. bite people because I'm glad he has you rewatched this. Mm. because I, one of my favorite things is when you've watched it and then somebody re- explains things that you've watched and you're like oh yeah that's hilarious that's so funny i forgot that that happened yeah fighting teeth fighting teeth most piratey grace so i'm torn between blackbeard and izzy hands i feel like they i feel like they're the oh, most pirate oh yeah like, like blackbeard Sad. and maybe maybe i'll actually give Izzy because i feel like that's the thing that is the problem with izzy is that he holds on to his pirateness so much he cannot let yeah. go. Yeah, and with he like is like the most pirate. legit pirate of yeah. all of them. Yes, agreed. Yeah, I, so think, I think I'm gonna go with hands. Everybody on the revenge is like not a great pirate. They're kind of doing their own thing, but if we're going by like stereotypical like piratey pirate standards, uh, yeah, Izzy hands, hands. I'm glad. Uh, yes, I'm no. glad he gets something. I love. I love Izzy hands. All right, best flag. If you remember the flags, there was a skull eating a skull. There's a skeleton holding holding a skull. What's the cat? The cat. The cat. Very scary. I mean, the cat became like the symbol of the show. With knives in there. With knives in there. Ooh, I could or I could order. Oh, it's just a sticker, but it's it's the cat flag. Hmm. Very Mm -hmm. interesting. Hmm. I'm going to go with the skull vomiting buttons. But uh, the cat is pretty fantastic. And also, every time we see it, it's completely drenched in the blood of Nigel Badminton. Oh, I do really like the one where the skeleton is holding his head, his skeleton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I have them here. If you, I'll, I'll send them. Uh, this is a sticker, but I'll send them to you. But yeah, the skeleton holding its own head is very good. I like yes. that a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the skeleton holding its own head is. It's so. Good. Funny. I mean, the classic. I love the classic Blackbeard flag too. Yeah. You know, of the skeleton with the spear and the heart. Um, because that. And is then you real. can rip the heart it's, off as well, right? Yeah. Like well, it's that's, like sewed on. Yeah. That's why he keeps uh, Frenchie because Frenchie can sew, and he's and he is compelled to add the heart to the to the flag. And Zed, you told us when we covered that episode that that is in fact Blackbeard's flag. Yeah, it is indeed. I the cat though, the cat. The cat. Can't go wrong with the cat. They're demons with with knives in their hands. So, mm-hmm. you know. And finally, oh, this is a very, very. This was a very hard one for me because there were so many, so many who could have got it. Best beard. I'm going for Fang, the wonderful David Fane, tall, well, broad, tattooed with this beautiful white beard. Well, it's there's no question. Mary was the best beard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give it to Mary and she because she didn't that's... even know it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to Mary. Yeah, oh my I'm gonna give it to Gus Khan's character, yeah. whose name yes. I don't even know. Ivan. 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 Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. A little and bit of honorable... for Gus Khan. Yes. Honorable mention to Jim's beard. Agreed. Yes. yes. And yeah, and uh, Blackbeard's beard that he shaves off. Well, I mean. So many good beards, especially when it was groomed with purple bows in it. That's true. To to go oh, yeah. to the party. Go to the party. 
And when he got a little bit of roast snake in it at the treasure hunt mm-hmm. and Steed <laughs> picked it out in front of the gl- the wide eyes of Lucius who said what we were all saying, which was, it's really happening. It's really happening. So, yes, Blackbeard's beard uh, almost had a storyline of its own. Before we close out, we want to remind everyone one last time about our audience survey at postshowrecaps.com slash survey 2022. Every response is greatly appreciated and will help make Post Show Recaps the best it can be. And one last time, that's postshowrecaps.com slash survey 2022. Zed, would you recommend that our listeners, well, we actually hope you've already watched it because we just gave away so much, but Mm -hmm. would you recommend that people watch or rewatch the season? And what do you have going on and where can the people find you? Uh, absolutely. If you've somehow not watched Our Flag Means Death in the year 2022, please go do so. It's an absolute delight. Uh, so full of really enjoyable characters, really excellent writing, some great performances, um, a lot of representation that you will not see anywhere else on this silly little pirate show. Um, what else do I have going on? Not a whole lot. Uh, you can catch me over at twitch.tv slash hope playing video games, mostly Final Fantasy, and talking about Final Fantasy on post-show recaps currently with our friend Adam H., who is playing through Final Fantasy VII Remake for the first time. Um, that's that's it for me. I'm at Hard Rock Hope on Twitter while Twitter's still around. Mm-hmm. Yes. Grace? Before the pirates take it down. Yes. Um, I just wrapped up a couple of shows. So wrapped up uh, 1899, uh, uh, the Netflix uh, mystery show. Um, but Ariel, uh, Rich, and I will be diving into a dark rewatch. So that's very exciting. Weekly recaps of that. We are spoiling the full show. So make sure you've watched all of it. It's my favorite scripted show. Of all so time. Apologies to our flying means death. Oh. It is my favorite scripted uh, maybe i'll say drama for now um so we're gonna rewatch that um and then the crown wrap that up with uh, shannon gus which is very fun um weekly movie coverage with ariel avatar way of water dropped last week so we did a preview pod for the uh thing there should be a spoiler free uh reaction pod in your in your feeds as well and then we'll be back later this week with um, a full spoiler uh filled pod that's josh ariel and I, ariel and i uh roll call over on rob as a podcast uh playing board games uh, we played spyfall and clue and settlers of Catan. so check out the replays over there should be an episode of uh, roll call confessionals where we edit in confessionals and music and all sorts of fun stuff on the uh, video that should be out or be coming out soon for the spyfall episode i'm on twitter at hi from grace sarah what about you I would recommend that people watch it or indeed rewatch it. I must say the rewatch is completely yeah. delightful. It's something I'd been planning to do and hadn't got round to. So I was so happy to have the opportunity. And I thought, well, why isn't this my fifth rewatch? <laughs> you can follow me at Sarah Carradine on Twitter. Uh, catch me every week here on Post Show Recaps talking Welcome to Chippendales with Jason Reed. Those Chippendales don't welcome themselves. We have to do it for them. And every week over on RHAP, reality tv rehab ups um, talk true crime with the great Mari forth on crime scene that scene s-e-e-n also you can follow my week by week recap of the traders uk with australian ninja warrior sean bryant over on silent podcasts that's going to do it for our flag means death on the 2022 in review podcast make sure you've subscribed to the 2022 in review podcast series at postshowrecaps.com slash 2022 in review. 
as our look backs, or should it be looks back? Yes, should be looks back on the year in TV continue all through December. Until next time, remember, what's a pirate's favourite letter? You think it's the R, but it's actually the C. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus